We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web. And your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Dexter After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Dexter After Show. Hey everybody, <laughs> Bing is for doing and here we are doing another amazing After Buzz TV after show podcast for your favorite show, Dexter. And we're on season 8, episode 6, A Little Reflection. I am your host, Sean O, and I'm joined here by my awesome co-host in the studio and a special guest. Woohoo! Hey guys, I'm Stephen Lemieux. And I'm JJ Jurgens, and we have... Dana L. Wilson. Yeah. Woo! Thanks for having me, you guys. Right. Congratulations on the promotion. Thank you. For those, you can call me Sergeant Miller now. <laughs> yes, for those of you guys who have not been paying attention this whole season, Sergeant Miller is in the studio with us. Yes. Dana L. Wilson plays Sergeant Miller on the show. We thank you so much for being here. I'm so mm-hmm. glad to be here, you guys. I'm, I had such a fun time last season. And actually, when I found out I was coming back for season eight, I was like, I'm going back to After Buzz. Yeah. <laughs> and here you are. Yes. Was last. Indeed. When you were here last time, was that the Frosty Swirl episode? It was. That's it was. Because that's what I remember. And- that's right. <laughs> That was that was a messy episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that, that sticky situation's over, now we have lots of sticky situations mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah, and this and let's talk about the stickiest one at the end, which is yeah. Hannah McKay shows up, wow. boom, out of nowhere, seriously out of left field. She aconited the coffees. She must have yeah. done that, right? <laughs> or maybe it was the donuts. How did she get in there and do it again? I, I, she's sneaky. She's, yes, she, she is. Sneaky. She is. I bet if we watch that scene again, there's going to be a little clue. I bet there's going to be an orchid somewhere. I bet Mm. you're going to see something that's like clues in that she's around and just wouldn't really notice it. Yeah. It's funny because I said at the start that she was coming back this episode and then we all kind of forgot about it. And then all of a sudden she sneaks in right at the very end. I know. For me, it came out of nowhere, too. I mean, I knew everyone knows that she's coming back this season. But when it came, I was like, what? Oh, my God. (laughs) Hannah. Was she just jealous that Dexter let somebody else off of his table without killing him? No, I wasn't. I wasn't very surprised about that. But I'm, you know, we're we're gonna see him. What's good about Zach? And we're kind of jumping ahead a little bit. We'll talk about. We didn't even put. Oh, we did put him. He's at the end. We should talk about him earlier than that. But what I find interesting, real quick, is that you didn't even know. Like you were saying, they don't give you. Like you don't see the full script. You don't no get way. the scripts that were before your no way episode. I mean, uh, you, if you're working on the episode. 
especially in the capacity that I'm working on. If you're in a lot of it, then you will get that. You will get that um, that episode script. But they're working on the script constantly. There are rewrites usually until the day they're shooting wow. that those pages. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's the eighth and final season. We shoot the entire season before it goes to air. So there are non-disclosure agreements signed like every other minute for that show because they're trying to keep it under wraps because they want it to be a surprise for the audience. They don't want you to... You know, they don't want too much ruin for you, you know. Spoiler alert alerts <laughs> are great, but it's so much more fun to be surprised, you know. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Hannah, I, I, everybody's been talking about her and saying, like, how even some of her fans have been tweeting at us, commenting at us, saying, oh, she's probably friends with Cassie, the girl next door, and they've mm. made some kind of connection. That's how she's able to get back here. But we see that she so, shows up at Deb's place, and, well, she probably probably knew from last season where Deb lived but it's it doesn't seem to me like there's much of a connection between her and Cassie and from the teaser it kind of seems like Cassie's just there to develop Zach a little bit more. Am I right? Or do you yeah, guys agree with me? A, yeah, somebody else said to us that, that she was, Hannah was also a patient of Vogels before. Mm. So, an interesting thing. An interesting thing was that with this episode is they throw out all these strings in these first five, six episodes and now we're finally We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Seeing like, okay, this is kind of going to go into that. This is kind of going to go into that. We weren't really seeing it too much, especially with Elway and things like that. But now we kind of see, you're right, Cassie is going to interlude with the Zack and Dexter storyline. Um, I believe Hannah's probably going to interlude with um, the Elway storyline as well as the, uh, what is it? What is it? Fo- uh, Vogel, not Fogel, sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys, Vogel. Because if you look at um, look at Hannah before any of this stuff with Dexter, she had written books, I believe, correct? Like, she had yeah. that whole book written. And I I wouldn't believe that somebody who's written books on murders and psychopaths like that would not in some way have a contact with Vogel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just seems too convenient. So I really think Vogel is going to have already known Hannah, and Vogel could have actually called Hannah to come down. Especially yeah, if I you agree. think of the fact that Part of Hannah's storyline is that her and her then uh, husband or boyfriend, they went on a killing spree, mm-hmm. you know, before, mm-hmm. you know, before before he got what arrested and put in jail and then threw yeah. himself in front of a, a Mack truck. <laughs> and that was the messy part of that episode. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but um, I wanted to, If was there anything else about Hannah we wanted to discuss? It was really quick. We just mm-hmm. saw a few seconds of her, but and we have the, all these suppositions out there, but mm-hmm. we're, we're going to see it develop more next time. I think one thing that's interesting about Hannah and just, you know, Dexter's life this season is that everything, this is it. This is it, you guys. Six more episodes and that's it. You know, and something that something that we, I, at least I'm seeing is how much his life is consumed with his uh, alter ego, you know, with his, you know, 
his killings, you know, and mm-hmm. it's everywhere. His sister knows now there's Vogel. He's thinking about training Zach. Hannah's back in his life. He can't even have a relationship with Cassie because he doesn't have a life to share with anyone. You know, it's just everywhere. And I think that that's something that we're supposed to take away from this is that he, there is no leaving this behind, you know. So I'd be, I, you know, I'd be surprised to see what, and I will be surprised because I don't know, <laughs> to see what, where everything goes for him, you know? You're absolutely mm-hmm. right, Dana. And even um, bringing it back a little bit to one of the points you mentioned um, was he, he wants, now he, he really wants to train Zach, it seems like. And he, you said his life is consumed by his killing. He can't even tell Deb anymore because he doesn't want her to be brought into all of his BS anymore, right? And when he says like oh i'm on, i'm taking on a new intern yeah. and, and then she's like talking about the lab and he's just looking down like yeah it's not in the lab <laughs> Yeah, but like what I think we said during this, I like the fact that it was his idea because in the teaser they made it seem like Vogel was the one saying, "Oh, you need." And, and again, we missed the first <laughs> ten minutes, so forgive us if we missed something. But technical difficulties, yeah, technical problems. <laughs> but we, I like the fact that it was he came to that idea. I, I like him having control and maybe wanting to pass on, you know, his lessons and things with somebody having it be his idea instead of hers. I really liked in this episode. I think that the whole idea, though, of taking on an intern is I get scared for him because how does he know Zach is pretty much a stranger? How does he know that he can trust Zach to control himself, trust Mm -hmm. Zach to keep his secret, this secret that he never even told his sister until recently? He's now going to let a complete stranger, new psychopath know all of his business and what he does, you know? It's It's just too quick. Yeah. It's too, it's too, like, come Sloppy. on, Dexter. You've, you've, you should have learned. Miguel Prado didn't work out. Um, Hannah didn't really work out. And now she's poisoning you again. I mean, there you go, <laughs> Hannah. Uh, it's just everyone she, he kind of tries to get on board with it. Even, uh, Lumen. Mm-hmm. That I, I guess that worked out, kind of. Well, she ended up going yeah. away. Yeah, but it's still sloppy. It still kind of leaves him kind of like, ugh. Like, yeah. I think it's even worse with Zach because he thinks he can control him because he's a pretty young dude. But how old is he exactly? We think he's in his teens. Is he like late teens? I don't think I don't we got. But he seems really independent. Like I, I would, I want to say he's even in his early twenties because he lives. Does he live on his own? That's his own apartment that Dexter's been I, going. I to. feel like that's some sort of a studio. Yeah. Okay. I think he's just, he's probably late teens, just a really wealthy kid who gets to. Like a guest house pool. Yeah, gets to do whatever he wants in terms of driving a Porsche and, you know, just doing whatever he wants. I think, I think that's his deal. His mom's away, his dad doesn't give a crap. That's yeah. right. And it makes and that makes him dangerous too because yeah. he has a lot of resources like you mentioned Dana. Mm-hmm. He he has a lot of money and no supervision. Mm-hmm. This kid it, you know, kids already like when they're in their teens they're, they they want to be rebellious and they want to do all kinds of stuff. This he wants to kill people, which makes him really deadly, I feel. Mm-hmm. I feel like the vibe I get from Zach is different in the way like Dexter's the one who will tie someone up and just kill them. Yeah. I feel like Zach is like the King Joffrey of psychopaths, kind of. Yeah. Like, he would tie them up and go all Yates on them, like, break their toes and slowly, slowly, slowly kill them. Because, like, when he, when he says, I felt like, I felt like she was stabbed so I could see the blood. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even the kill itself. It was just seeing the blood. 
So, I mean, and even Dexter describing it, saying it's like you, you want to listen to hear that last heartbeat. Well, then there's the how long can I make that last heartbeat last? Mm-hmm. And I think he has more of the immature anger. You know, if he mm-hmm. is in his teens and he has his father, like, cheating on his mother, like, he's got that just, like, angst of wanting to get even and, like, you know, those kind of feelings that you don't know how to process at that age. So he enjoys the kill even that much more. He's al- he's already, like, somewhat of a suspect in a murder case. Yeah. He's already got a cop, Quinn, trailing him 24-7. He's already yeah, kind of got a record. I mean, Dexter, really? Like, the only reason you're who you are is because you had such a clean record. You had a yeah. dad was a cop. I mean, you had all these connections. You're inside the police station. Yeah. You see this kid, he comes, be- becomes a blood analyst. People are going to be like, why? What? Mm-hmm. just wouldn't make sense. He just doesn't really fit a surviving mode as a psychopath. Yeah, you're right. It, it really wouldn't make sense. But thankfully, we're only going to have six more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't have to deal with much of him, yeah. much of Zach. Who do you think he was on the phone with when Dexter first comes to see those pictures? And he, no. he gets that phone call. And he's like, I have to go. And he's talking to this person. And he says he says something like, are you drunk again? Are you you sloppy from last night or something? Was that oh. supposed to be his father? No, or? You, you know what, Damon? I thought it was a girlfriend, but... I think yeah. it's his mom. Now we think it's his mom. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. Because she's drinking herself to death. <laughs> hey, hello. Hello. Sorry. Hi. I was going to try to catch you before you jumped in, but I'm a big fan and diehard Dexter fan. So yeah. I figured before I head out to a meeting, I'm going to say hi uh, and express my love for Dexter. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, this is the founder of AfterBuzz TV, Maria Menunos, here in studio with us. Thank you, Queen, Yay. for joining us. Uh, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Have you been watching this season at all? Uh, uh, hi. Yes, I've seen <laughs> episode of every season. This season's crazy, obviously, with Vogel. Oh, my and, goodness. And Deborah trying to kill him and Dexter, her and Dexter, and that crazy... Just ah. end it. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. What do you think of the whole Vogel storyline? Do you think now, with Yates gone, you think it's still somebody else was working with him? Oh, God. You never know with this show. So, I, I, don't, I really don't know. Um... I am glad that Deb and Dexter are in a good place, that yeah. Vogel has kind of brought them back together and that, you know, it seems like they're okay. I mean, Dexter was pretty pissed at her, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I haven't seen this week's episode that you guys just watched, obviously, because I'm hopefully going to get to watch it later. Well, we won't yeah. spoil it too much for you. Yeah. yeah, but it's been really cool. Have you, uh, what do you think of the whole Elway storyline? Elway? The detective. Oh, yeah, they're starting to get romantic, oh. right? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, she. It, it feels like it doesn't feel like the end of a show because all these new things are happening. Like, you're coming in and mm-hmm. Elway. I didn't even know his name until right now because I'm blanking. But And there's um, so much going on yeah. this season. Yeah, but this is the end, right? This is it. <laughs> this is the last season. This, this is the end of... The television series Dexter. I don't know if there's something post that. Inter- a movie? That's all I'm saying. Um, but this is the <laughs> end of the television series. Ooh, that means they're making a movie. That's I, that's I, I, not, I did not say that. That's an spoiler. I still want the. I did not say that. I want After Buzz TV exclusive. <laughs> I, I still want the 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 spinoff of Batista's Diner sitcom oh, with Papa's. Wait, can we just? 
discuss that Batista retired and then all of a sudden came back and he's like, <laughs> yeah. the show? Like, what happened there? Well, Deb was gone, so he's like, oh. A quick turn on that one. Deb, Deb was gone, Laguerta was killed, so somebody had to fill the shoes. The likely person would have been Batista. I also give Deb so much credit, while well, Jennifer Carpenter, because I think she did such a great job playing such a heavy role oh, mm-hmm. this last season. It was It was really intense. I mean, drugged out, all messed up. I know. I was, you know, when I was shooting, I, I even though I saw the scripts, I didn't shoot with her because she was off doing her drugged out, um, you know, PTSD role. <laughs> yeah. But when I saw it, I couldn't believe just how much of a shift she had in her character. And it was really kind of beautiful, you know? Yeah. And, you know, she it was tragic just like watching this broken uh, Deb Morgan, you know? She was great. Well, Where's her Emmy? I know. <laughs> I know. I was really disappointed because she she really had to give it. She mm-hmm. had to bring so much. Was she, like, I, if you didn't shoot with her, I mean, what was the tone on set to people? You know, was she really, you know, exhausted by that process? I, you know, the time that I did spend with her, because I did spend some, I think that the entire production was just sort of invigorated with, uh, you know, this you know, re-energized love for the show, you know, just sort of like attacking it full force. Mm -hmm. And even though it was challenging, I think she really enjoyed herself. And the other thing I've always wondered, sorry, just a diehard fan, is, and, you know, I'm not asking for anything scandalous, but the fact that they were married Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. and they're on the same show, has there ever been, like, is it just a seamless transition for them? Like, I, you know, by time that I, by time I joined the show in season seven, all of that had, was in the past. Yeah, and they are so cool with each other. They're just they're just friends. They are just like you can tell that they're just good friends who care about each other. They joke with each other. They hang out with each other. It feels seamless. Wow! I would have never guessed that that anything weird had ever happened. You know? Yeah. I thought of that especially when she drove him into the lake. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, how does that feel to take your ex husband into the? I know. <laughs> That's exactly when I thought about it too. I mean, I thought about it before because I know he beat can- cancer, mm-hmm. and you know they'd gone through so much together. And I'm like, wow. It must be super intense to have to work side by side with someone you were married with. But I also don't think that the show could have continued if they weren't friends. And I think they knew that, too. Yeah. You know, I I think that that's something that, you know, that's a conversation that you have to just have with yourself and be like, okay, I need to put on my big boy pants, my big girl (laughs) pants. And, you know, for the sake of this, for this project, which, which so many people besides me have such a stake in mm. including the audience and the people that work for it it's like let's for the greater good let's do this yeah a lot of people's paychecks are on the line oh, a lot yeah. of people depending on it oh yeah what where i mean is this all going to go down on a blaze of glory i mean i think it does <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was asking um i was asking anna gunn from breaking bad i was like are we going down in a blaze of glory she's like oh honey she's like episode one it's gonna be crazy all the way through and i'm like oh my god so well you know they they've known for two seasons that this is the end yeah and they want to do it justice you know that I at the rap party, just even the energy around the rap party was like a few days after the shooting, the uh, final shooting of the um, last episode, and just the energy—you could just tell that things mm-hmm. go down. You know, things 
things are gonna happen, you guys. Did you see anyone crying out, walking off set crying like their character just died, maybe? I'm not saying. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? What's funny about fans is even though we're asking these questions, we really don't want the answers. Because we don't want it spoiled. Mm -hmm. And so if she did spoil it, everyone listening would want to kill you. (laughs) Um, Including myself. Like, I have that difficulty when I'm at Extra and I'm interviewing Anna or someone. I'm like, I want to ask you so much, but I don't want you to tell me anything. Yes. Because you love it so much. You look forward to that 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 appointment. And with what Dexter. do we do when it's over? It's like now what what are, what are they doing now? It's like when you finish a really good book, it's like, mm-hmm. well, where are they? Yeah. And yeah. why isn't anyone else making a riot about this? <laughs> yeah. So cool. Well, really nice chatting with you guys. I will leave you to the rest of your after show. Um, and I'm going to tweet, tell everybody to watch right Marie, now. you want to tell everyone yeah. about Sierra Buddies? Uh, yes. Um, I don't know what the live read has been like, but I don't know if you know. But I, You'll set the standard. I produced and uh, starred in a film called Adventures of Serial Buddies. It's an indie comedy, and we premiered um, at AMC Theaters back in March, actually. So we had a whole, you know, theatrical run, which was amazing. And I think we came out on Video On Demand just recently, Phil? Yes, we did, August 2nd. August 2nd, and we're going to be on DVD in September. 17th. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So anyone listening, if you uh, actually are a fan of Dexter, it's kind of perfect because we always say, and actually a reviewer, a really esteemed reviewer gave us this great review and they said it was Dexter meets Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) Yeah. And so, yeah, it's about these two serial killers on this journey, but they are not on the same page as to why they're killing. They think they're on the same page, but they're not. So it's it's a funny movie. It's got Christopher Lloyd in it, Chris McDonald, Artie Lang, Beth Bears from Two Broke Girls. So Kathy Lee Gifford. Kathy Lee Gifford. Lots of fun. Yeah, lots of fun stars and You're in it too. And me. (laughs) And me. But uh but yeah, you can you can check us out at well, serialbuddies.com and uh you can download it there. Do it. It's cheaper than Happy Meal. (laughs) (laughs) It is cheaper than Happy Meal. All right, you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Maria. (laughs) All right. I gotta say though, yeah, the uh they don't make the best choices, like, solving problems, Deb and Dexter. No, no. Dex is like, I love you, Deb, and stabs a guy right in front of her. And then Deb's like, I need to solve this. Let's drive a car into a lake. Oh but, but we do get to see them making up a lot in this episode. And it's almost like they're reminiscing. Dexter's even... I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad, too. Dexter's even quoting stuff that Deb said in previous seasons because he's like, oh, remember that one time when you said this? Oh, well, you know, it's definitely worth living. It's not worth living for this time, but, you know, it was then. They're having beers and steaks, and they're making fun of the steaks, and it's seriously old times. They always did that stuff. I think that's what makes me nervous about Hannah coming back is because she kind of ruined that dynamic. Kind and, of. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Deb, was, Deb <laughs> yeah. wanted her dead. Exactly. And so I, I don't know. I would have been okay if she did not come back. This final. It's always weird when they bring old characters back, yeah. too. She did her point. I, I feel like... Mm. It's like, are we going to see my... Lumen, too, this season? Right. No. Yeah. Please, no. Maybe in, like, a gas canister. <laughs> All of Dexter's old flames are going to come back. Yeah. The but ghosts I, of Christmas I, yeah, past. Like, right when we finally see Deb and Dex getting along, and then we didn't even have it for, you know, mm. <laughs> then all of a sudden she's back. Well, there's always, there's something that writers like to say, and it's, it's solutions are bad writing. Simple as that. You don't want something that doesn't cause conflict. 
because it's bad writing. It's just like, oh, this happened. Okay, the end. Mm-hmm. You want something that just breaks it open and it's like you don't know which way it's going to go. So and now some, we're like, yeah. okay. Well. Yeah, and something to be left over for the next season to carry mm-hmm. over and like, oh, let's see how they solve that problem later on or if they, you know, encounter some heads, heads budding or whatever. And if you just, um, in terms of thinking in the world of the show, when Dexter Morgan reveals who he truly is, to a woman who he's romantically involved with and they're on the same page. They're like Bonnie and Clyde, you know? There was no way that Hannah was not going to come back to him, you know? she's This is unfinished business for her. And I feel like, I really feel like they felt like, they felt like they really got to be who they truly are and they really loved and cared for each other. And a woman like Hannah and a man like Dexter, especially just like we saw with him and Cassie, they don't get to be themselves with just anyone. Now and she's married. Now, what do you guys think about that? So she says she's married. Yeah. You know, she could very well be lying. Or e- even either if she's lying or not, I, I feel like she's just doing it to make Dexter jealous, right? What do nope. you guys think? No? Doing it for the money. Oh, just yeah. like her last oh, husband. Yeah. That's right. She needs some resources so she can continue oh, yeah. her killings. She's going to kill that guy probably this season. Total Black Widow, Black this, Orchid. This marriage, I feel like this marriage was a solution to one of Hannah's problems. She was like, "What? how am I going to survive? Or what do I need? And who can I get it from? There and so go. she found herself a husband, and she she got married. <laughs> Could you see, like, yeah. Hannah and Dexter riding off into the sunset at the end of the season? I don't. I don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I God, could, no. but I don't want to see it. Cop out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh-uh. Well, speaking of more conflict and stuff, uh, let's talk about Miller making Sergeant. Yeah, hey, oh, nice job. I did it. <laughs> I did it. Earned it fair and square. You you got more points on the exam. You, you started <laughs> showing them up like at the crime scenes, and when people were asking you, like when the lieutenant or when uh, Deputy Chief Matthews was asking you for stuff, you just go, "Oh yeah!" And you have all these quick reactions and quick answers, and Quinn's just like, "Oh uh, yeah, let's do that." Yeah, let's I don't ask get her about that because last time we had conflicting opinions. Like when you were kind of putting some digs in, where you were like, "You know, I I would like to run the morning meeting. I'd like oh, to yeah. you no." Know, but then when you said something to Quinn, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't know we were, we were friends." Do you think you were being genuine, or were you kind of trying to get I, a little digging on? I think, I think you, you know, I think like, I think I wanted the promotion, mm-hmm. and when I saw that Quinn was possibly, uh, you know, m- being favored over me, there was no way that the woman that Angie is, I am, I would sit back and not make it known just so you know I do want this I'm not just doing this to like roll over and you have you give it to someone else but at the same time we do work in the same department and when I said to him you know are we still going to be cool if one of us gets it over the other to me what I was saying are you going to be cool when I get it (laughs) yeah that's what it seemed like it seemed kind of very like hey uh so you know I'm getting this right yeah that's really good that you guys saw that I just thought that you were just being nice and diplomatic (laughs) and I felt like that's what any person should do in a professional (laughs) environment absolutely absolutely what? I mean, but I think we felt she's been in this good old boys network for so long. She's getting her little 
you know. Well, I mean, of course, watching it, I was I watched and I was like, that bitch. <laughs> but good, same, good. But, I mean, that's kind of what the writers wanted you yeah. to feel like. Yeah. What's it like working with like David Zayas and the scenes you have? Just I can only imagine that he cracks everyone up on set all the time. He's amazing. David Zayas is absolutely amazing. He is he's um has welcomed me the warmest um from the beginning and he is he's he's that he's that really sort of like revitalizing energy on the set after during like really really long days or difficult setups he is the guy that brings humor to it all but you know they all really do that you, you know you have to think after 8 seasons of a show so many people are it's just kind of like family, you know? And on days that can run sometimes 15 hours, if there's not a bit of humor in it, oh my goodness, you wouldn't <laughs> want to come back the next day. And also with that show, too, something that's really interesting is that, and you've probably recognized this, some of the, um, some of the extras are recurring. Mm-hmm. You know, you so there are some people that you have seen in the background for eight seasons, and even though they're not featured on the TV show, they're very much a fabric of the shoot. You know, so um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 such a laid back set. It really is just so awesome, and you know, when I you know they did give me a little bit more material this season, and it was really great doing scenes with. Uh, Quinn with Desmond or David just to sort of get affirmation that they, you know, they, you know, they show up and they work with me and they support me in the work that I do. And it just it just felt really good. It felt I could not have asked for a better situation. Are we going to see a switch in the coming episodes where right now we've seen you mostly with Quinn in the scenes you've had Mm -hmm. and you've only had one scene with David? Are you going to have more now that you're his right right hand woman, like your sergeant? Are you are we going to see a lot more interaction between you and Batista? That's a really interesting question, <laughs> and I'm not telling you. That. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. Sorry, <laughs> you just have to watch and see. Dana, this this season we have a lot better of a feel for uh, Angie Miller, her being you know there and just being a part of the homicide team. We get to see so much more of her. We get to see all your colorful clothing selections. <laughs> <laughs> it's Miami. What can I say? Yeah. Now, how how would you? We I think we finally get have a picture now of like a solid more of a solid picture of how. Her her personality is how would you describe how Angie Miller is let's see how would I describe Angie I think that I think that there's there's something to me it working in this department um, that I definitely feel like I have something to prove you know all of my scenes are with the men of the department and I would be lying if I said that didn't uh, that didn't feel like a hurdle that I needed to come across. But I'm also a very confident woman, you know, and I'm, you know, I've been in, I've been in, uh, you know, pol- the police business for my whole career and it's my job. I feel very confident in what I can do. And, um, uh, I think that, I think that, yeah, I think that, um, I feel a bit at home, you know, I, I definitely have, my opinions on everyone in the department. You know, Batista is my boss. Quinn is my equal. Masuka is laughable to me, <laughs> as he, he is for most of uh, the show. Um, but I, I think that I'm, you know, in terms of the way that this show works, I am doing straight detective work. I have, I'm, 
in completely in the dark in terms of what is actually going on, what the audience knows, you know, what the audience sees. Uh, are you, I want to jump ahead a little bit. Yeah. Do, are you, of course you're not going to tell us anything, but <laughs> are you satisfied? It, it, I don't know if you've seen, like, we were kind of talking about it off air, but if you have seen some, like, some of what happens at the end of the series, are you satisfied with how it ends? I want to say that what I know about how the um, season, then the show wraps up, some of it is very satisfying. Some of it, it felt made me feel a little bittersweet because, you know, you know, I think we definitely understand, you know, that this is the end. This is the end. And some of it is some of the stuff that happens is a little perplexing to me because uh, to be completely honest, what I know about the season and how it ends, it's like bits and pieces. You know, there's a couple of puzzle pieces missing for me. So where we end up, I, you know, it raises question marks for me, but I'm interested to see how it's all wrapped up. Oh, very good. You're teasing mm-hmm. us, Dana. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, we got a lot more of the episode to go through real quick, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, let's keep talking about it. Okay, so let's talk about uh, Dexter and Deb. So, they they make up a lot during this episode. Mm-hmm. We, we talked about that a little mm-hmm. bit. How did you guys feel their relationship is now compared to in the beginning of the season? You liked it a lot more, right? Well, I think that driving a car into a lake with your brother or sibling, it's it's a bonding experience, and it can really solve a lot of problems. And I think, like Vogel said, she really did hit rock bottom, and she is really just boomeranged around, and mm-hmm. it's so it's mm-hmm. like the Deb we knew from before, yeah. which is a lot better, I feel. And and we're, and we're almost back to the same kind of relationship, really, because he's lying to her again. Yeah, he's trying to protect her, even mm-hmm. though she knows that he's a killer. He still has to hold back, so it's like, hey, I'm I won't teach this guy how to kill properly. I did like that one moment they had where. Uh, Dexter's like talking about, well, you did that in Vice. You hated that with her like being a sting for guys to hit on her. Mm-hmm. And I really liked where she's like, oh, yeah, because I really wanted someone else to control me again. And it's kind of funny because that is how their relationship was before, where Dex would be the hard-handed Harry in the in the situation. And nobody at the force would really do it to her, except LaGuardia a little bit. And now it's like she doesn't want Dexter to do it because she, ha- she already has Elway to tell her what to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. She doesn't want it to go back the way it used to be is kind of what I mean. I think that um, it's very interesting to me, um, you know, the family that is developing this season with Deb and Dexter coming back together and even Dex, uh, even Vogel coming in as sort of like a, a parent figure almost. You know, both of them confide, confide in her and usually listen to her. And she is... You know, she sort of like implanted herself in this, you know, family structure. And that's really interesting to me to see where that goes. Agreed. Um, let's talk about Sophia. Did we talk Did we talk about her a little bit? Sophia? Not really. We haven't gotten into Zach, right? Yeah. We, we talked about Zach a little bit. But um, let's talk about Sophia. Okay, so she, when we first see Zach photographing that, that bunch of women over doing yoga in the park, right? <laughs> we think we think he's a perv, and so does everybody else at first, right? Uh, we got Quinn, and we got Dexter watching, and then Dexter, with his good hawk eyes that he's got, those predatory eyes, he sees that Sofia Fuentes is in the mix, and he ends up looking her up with her license plate and all that, and now we know that that's his next mark, or, or so we thought, right? But uh, what, what ends up happening with that? 
Well, he goes after his dad instead of her, which we didn't see coming. Yeah, the root but. of the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder where Zach made the decision and thought to himself, to like, switch it. yeah, to switch it. Mm-hmm. Like, because we thought, we all thought that he was going to kill her. And so did mm-hmm. Dexter. And he ends up going after that. Maybe, maybe in this way, Zach seeing. Uh, seeing Sophia and his dad together, that was kind of his way of, like, vetting him, like Dexter mm. does. Well, and I think he started to see the root of his mom's pain was not necessarily these women. It was his dad, because, like he said, it was, what, two days? Or, like, two days oh, yeah. after? The, mm-hmm. So now he's realizing that it's not really the women that are to blame, that it's his own dad. And quite honestly, his dad is a problem. <laughs> yeah. His dad is a problem. Has a problem and is a problem, but, you know... We, yeah. we finally <laughs> got to see Dexter do a table ritual scene. He didn't do the kill like mm-hmm. we kind of wanted yeah. him to. But, uh, Stephen, you called it, right? You were like, oh, he's going to let him go. Yeah, as soon as I yeah. saw him on the table, and I was like, oh, I wrote down in big letters, kill room. And I was like, wait, he's not going to kill him. Like, as soon as as soon as soon he it was, we knew he was going to talk to him, I was just like, all right, great. <laughs> it, it was it was really powerful how Dexter was hovering over him like like a vulture. Mm-hmm. Mm. The way he talked. Yeah, yeah, the way he talked, like, I don't even remember what he said exactly, like, yes, you did, you did want to kill them. Like, he was really, like, evil and maniacal in that moment, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And he, and then his tone just totally changed when he hears, and he, he's even pressing uh, Zach. He's even saying, like, no, you didn't, you didn't want to do it just to protect your mother. You're doing it because you want to kill. Yeah. He finds out, and then he starts seeing a parallel between him and Zach mm-hmm. and Zach just doesn't have that person to guide him and that's when Dexter's like you know what I'm gonna do it and like you said JJ he makes his own choice to be like I'm gonna end up teaching him I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna teach him the code mm-hmm. that's a really creepy situation to be in just think of like if you were Zach and this guy's got you on a table and he's talking you didn't have a Harry what? I didn't have a Harry? what? I mean this is very awkward I mean I, I can see where, from a writer's standpoint, it, it does make sense to let Zach go and give you this. Because everyone's been wondering for the past six seasons, oh, is Harry going to grow up? Or not Harry, is uh, is Cody or is Harrison? Are we going to get this, like, Dexter teaching someone as Harry? So, I mean, I think this is more of a fan service with the storyline. It helps them out, and it kind of progresses Dexter's character. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that we'd have this intern. But at the same time, it's also an unlikable character. Like, we don't really, like, I would rather see, like, Cody older, Dexter teaching Cody because of this, and not this character that's very unlikable. Well, and this is kind of what I said when we were watching, too. That's my problem with Vogel right now for me, is I don't like the fact that, uh, being positive, but I don't like that she's taken away all this power from Harry. As a, as a viewer, I really like the fact that Dexter got all this from Harry, and then having Vogel come in, and now her being the one that created all this code and stuff, I don't like as much as having it be from Harry. It just seems the pacing on the season is different because, of course, they're trying to do so much in one season. But at the same time, we don't have that underlying urgency of anything. It's just, okay, this Vogel character's here. We don't know what's going on with her. It's in episode six, and we still don't know what's going on with her. Every other season, it was like, okay, by episode three, we kind of had an idea who the real person was. And we actually were rooting for Dexter to get rid of this person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in this, we're just kind of like, okay, episode five, we killed the guy that he was after. Mm-hmm. In a badass way, I will admit. <laughs> like, that's that's a way to die right there. But still, you're kind of like, okay, well, what now? There's so many of these storylines, 
but there's no urgency and there's nothing that we're really looking forward to because we don't know who to root for at this point. We have no idea. Well, something I think about is, I mean, this character isn't the typical, you know, uh, target that Dexter goes after. But what is up with Vogel? Mm -hmm. Like, what's up with her? She, quite honestly, she's very manipulative. She's she's very, like, orchestrating. She gets people to do what she wants them to do. And she has no ethics, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're supposed to believe that she is, she is some, you know, therapist healer who also wants to train killers <laughs> and is okay with people who have killed. And, you know, like, there's there's something very corrupt about her, you know? So where... Who knows? Who knows what could happen with that? And when does, when, if at all, does Dexter get to recognize that? You know, I mean, at some point he sort of he felt a little betrayed with her when he found out that she has been taking notes on him, and she was like, after, after um, Yates is gone, um, we have nothing to do with each other. You know, but where? You know what? Where does this relationship go? You know, maybe she she is more than meets. And what I think is missing with her character, and now that we've learned that she was taking the notes on Dexter and planning the other book and things, what's missing is the dramatic irony. Is like every other season had that villain that even if Dexter didn't know they were bad, they showed us like maybe just even a tiny little clip of them swiveling around in their chair and they have like something really terrible there. Like they, like I would like to see just a scene with Vogel looking over videos and she has more video from when that guy took the gun and shot the guy in the head just to show that she was manipulating that to happen just something to really show who she truly is Mm. so all we have to go on isn't her mask I think that's coming but that's been my predictions. We, we have yeah. six episodes to see <laughs> yeah. that happen. Exactly. I, I feel like what the only thing that was really important that we got to see this episode regarding Vogel was that we get to see a glint in her eyes of megalomania. Oh, oh yeah. she's crazy. Yeah, we get to see where she, she's like, we've been talking about it, alluding mm-hmm. to it, like she is probably the puppeteer behind mm-hmm. the scenes pulling some strings and she's manipulating by just like you said, Dana. Mm-hmm. Um, she's She was married too, by the way. We find that out. That was a big deal too. A Richard yeah. Vogel, am I right? What's gonna sounds what's like gonna a dick to me. There? <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew resist. somebody was gonna say it. Yes. <laughs> good one, good one. What's, oh man, what, what did you say, Dana? I'm sorry. I said, what's gonna develop there? We we yeah. find out about this Richard Doctor Richard Vogel. You know what happened? Ooh, was he a psychopath? She seems to be fairly attracted to psychopaths. Oh my. Or maybe he got killed by one of her failed experiments. Or maybe he was in the hospital with Harry when Harry OD'd and he... He I'm still on that one. (laughs) I don't think she played a part. What still creeps me out is I keep thinking back to that scene where she like holds Dexter like this. And it's just like so creepy and we haven't really gone back to that. But uh, I mean that just seems like the whole this is who I am. I'm like a really creepy woman. Trying to get my hands all up on your favorite character. We have a lot of mm-hmm. creepy characters. We got Zach, <laughs> and then we got he Vogel. Is such a creep. He is, oh. he is a creep. No, but you know what? I thought. I think we want to say he was more of a creep because he was taking those we thought erotic photos for him to have later on. Mm-hmm. But it was just his target, right? I think he was a creep from the moment he was across the pool going like this. I was going to say, his eyes have been pretty creepy from the first time we yeah. saw him. I, I feel like this time they made his hair less greasy to make him look like less of a creep this time. <laughs> What's with the eyes? The casting likes the eyes. Vogels. Mm-hmm. I was like, 
man, she's going to die and we're going to see the life leave her eye. Oh, wait, they've already, it's already left. <laughs> Ouch, I'm sorry. But it's a good casting. I mean, her character really creeps you out without yeah, even having to try. Let's talk about Cassie really quickly because I want to mention it, but I don't feel like it's really going anywhere other than her being Zack's next target. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, so we get to see her and Dexter do a whole lot of nothing this episode <laughs> except for... Oh hey, what do you like to do? And we kind of we kind of talked about that a little. Did we talk about that a little bit? I think. Oh no, you, mm. we didn't. Okay, so yeah, they she's pretty much they they go on their date. They have the little food truck date, right? Mm-hmm. And she starts asking Dexter stuff that normal women would ask. And this is the first normal woman he's dated in a long time. And she he comes up with a whole lot of nothing because anything he's gonna step on could end up being a mine, which would give her some info like, oh, I'm weird and I don't want you to tell my nanny that I'm weird. Right? Well, the most interesting yeah. thing about Dexter is that he kills bad people. Yeah, seriously. So, like, what else is he gonna talk about? I have my boat. I take it out, turn around, and come back. <laughs> <laughs> I skipped a step there, but you don't need to know about that. No. It's just how did he get married to? Uh, how did he get married without knowing kind of how to answer these questions? It's like mm-hmm. he's been out of his – I mean his whole life growing up was putting on a face to act normal. So he would know how to answer these questions. But I guess so much time and so much time he was married. Now he's been with these two women that know who he is. His whole mask has deteriorated mm-hmm. to the fact that he can't really communicate with women now. It's kind of like a guy being out of the game for so long. Like you're, yeah. with, you're with a woman for so many years and then – then you try to date, and it's like, oh, gosh, and he's just messing Saying up so love bad. on the first date. <laughs> it's so awkward watching him with yeah. Cassie. It's like, yeah. oh, I just cringe for him when he goes up and she's with this this new All guy. At the, oh, my gosh. By the way, that dude, didn't he look like Ryan Gosling? That's what I was saying. I'm bit. like, I kind of like this guy. <laughs> that would be why. <laughs> but I that, don't mind this character. Yeah, that was. Yeah, he was like, good looking. It was so awkward. And, and, and Dexter was like, I felt like he was like, I don't care. Like, whatever. I'm just going to go get my beer well, well, or whatever. It. He doesn't really care yeah. about her. Yeah. It's not like he's, you know. But it's still, there's no that. cool way to walk out of an awkward situation. No. It's just like, I'm going to go check on Harrison. You guys have a good time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just an awkward situation. You can't even... Well, anyway, I think... (laughs) (laughs) I trailed off there a little bit. Sorry, guys. of awkward situation. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. Was there anything else we wanted to bring up on this episode? Was there any cool behind-the-scenes stuff about this episode that you could share with us, Mm. Dana? Can we... Well... uh, no. Oh, okay. No, before, before we get into that, I was, trying, I, was trying, I was searching my brain, but I don't think I have anything. Oh, uh, just just mentioned Vince's thing with his daughter. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He writes Nikki a check for five grand, and he. Why did he tell her all that stuff? Because he's Masuka. Of course. Yeah. Of course, he would say something. Yeah. Yeah, but again. I'm nowhere on her team. Like, she was completely using him last week at the food truck, and it was completely blatant, you know? So, I, I feel I like know. she still is playing with I him. Do too. Like, she, she gets this huge amount of money. Maybe she's holding out it's for still, more. Mm-hmm. It's not enough for her. And then so she plays the, oh, I'm not here for your money. She wants totally. to, she, she doesn't want to get it all in one lump sum. She wants to get it over the course of many years. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, I don't know if, the, if it was the acting, or maybe she was trying to act a little bit more flippant than she should. 
If that makes sense, like mm-hmm. when actors try to act in their roles, it always comes off as you know they're acting. So I think that's what it was where she's trying to make it appear to Masuka that she really cares, like that she really didn't want the money, but I think she really that is what her plan is. And you're right, she's gonna she's gonna dig in a little bit more. She's mm-hmm. if she is a con artist, she probably is gonna dig it, in. It was mm-hmm. quite a flip because I mean we did blatantly see her I left my wallet in the car, yeah. that yeah. that move, you know. But I mean, if she wasn't if she wasn't genuine about this, and she's she's just a she is a con artist. But I, I mean, I I respect what she said. You know, she the you know she could because she didn't tell him that she had these debts and she she's in financial difficulty. She didn't she didn't offer up that information. If that's something that he found out and she was trying to handle it herself, you know. I, you know, I respect that, but, you know, t- only time will tell. Yeah, as a parent, yeah. don't give your, if your kid gets five grand in debt, don't just give them five grand. They won't <laughs> learn from it. Straight up. Straight up, man. I, I think that about does it <laughs> with this episode. Uh, anything else? No? That, let's go ahead and move into our news and gossip. Um, please. After Buzz TV News. I keep, like, thinking of stuff right after we move forward. Well, go ahead and say it right now. Mention it real quick. Um, we realized that Elway was actually going after somebody he knew. Yeah. He knew the guy's wife, and he was trying to... I think Elway, like, it was has... his sister. Oh, it was his sister. His sister okay. was dating the guy, oh. or married. Married. Yeah. So there you go. So we learned a little bit more about Elway, and that he kind of uses his business for his own means, and sometimes... And, and we, we learned that he likes Deb. Yeah. yeah. He alludes to it a lot in this episode, even though it was dripping in the other Yeah, it was too. obvious. Yeah. It was obvious. He was doing so much for her. I mean, she got to come to work just, like, hungover or not at all, you know? I thought it was bad, though. I completely pegged him wrong. I thought he was like, going to be a bad guy. And, mm. yeah. We still don't know. Well, that's true. We, still, we got time. We have time. Yeah. What, what happened <laughs> to the, you know, the whole killing with El Sapo? And yeah, what, see? Mm, yeah. He was shady. Yeah. He, He's still, he's still, like, up there. We're not really too sure about him. Anyway, uh, well, news and gossip. Right, back to that. So uh, Jennifer Carpenter, J, at J2TheCarpenter, tweeted a interesting twit pic, if you guys want to check it out on her Twitter. Uh, my dad got top 20 out of 10,036 cars today in Louisville. Congratulations. And that got, at the time I, I took this screenshot, she had 38 favorites and 10 retweets on that. So her dad has this awesome yellow, it looks like a Shelby Mustang. So you guys should check that out pretty neat that she's posting pics about her dad and she also posted some behind the scenes a little twit pic of her and uh, and Michael C. Hall laughing while they're swimming in uh, what two, two episodes ago <laughs> when they went off into that river and she put uh, she tweeted throwback Sunday it was gross but hilarious <laughs> so I think they had lots of fun there also uh, at Amy underscore Garcia tweeted uh, thanks for being my first Instagram followers you guys are rad I tried to resist for so long but I finally caved in and joined hashtag the dark side <laughs> which is pretty neat she's on Instagram I tried finding her on there but I couldn't find her damn it so if uh, if anybody knows her Instagram is following her, hey, tweet it at us. Let us know. <laughs> we'll get we'll give you a shout out next time. And uh, we had some interesting comments from some of our fans. Before I go to those, did anybody else have any news and gossip? 
I just have a quick one. Last season, I was telling you guys that there was one time when the, the Dexter opening sequence was different than the rest. So I figured out which one it was. So if you go to season four, episode one, you will see the Dexter opening sequence that's different, where he's really tired. He tries to slap the mosquito oh, and he misses yeah. it. The shoestring <laughs> breaks. It's been driving me crazy wow. for a year. So that's finally the one I figured it out. That's so good. It's really fun. If you YouTube it, it comes right up. So it's, it's kind of fun to check out. I think I remember that one. Yeah. So season four, episode season one. Season four, episode one, yeah. Excellent. Well done, JJ. So some of our fans tweeted at us, Brent William Henry, Yates is probably this season's Neil Perry. Neil Perry is the guy from season one who Laguerta thought might be the ice truck killer. The brain surgeon, a.k.a. the big bad, is still out there. Uh, so that, that's really interesting that he brought up that point. Yes, the brain surgeon, the real brain surgeon, still out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Edge 323, prediction. Hannah McKay comes back and will use Cassie for bait for Dexter, or perhaps she will kill Cassie to hurt Dexter, not realizing Deb was probably a better choice. I'm not sure if I agree with that one, because Dexter doesn't care, care. for Cassie at all. He mm, doesn't yeah. know this chick. She's just his neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we, we did get to see Hannah McKay come back, and she's going straight for Dexter <laughs> and Deb. She's not... Yeah, but we'll, we'll see what's going to happen next time, because we saw a lot in the teaser that's like, okay, she just poisoned them enough to knock them out, maybe send them a message, leave a little black orchid, but that's about it, right? I really want to see Deb kill her. That would make me oh, happy wow. this season. Yeah, she did try to... I would like it. Yeah. Well, more than hijab said, I love seeing Dex mad. Haven't seen that side of him. Very simple. Mm. Good comment. I did too. Last yeah. episode, we saw Dexter just flipping out in that little, uh, that Vogel mm-hmm. and Deb... Uh, therapy session that was so great that was i loved that because he she she sort of needed that it's like okay either we're gonna move on or we're not you know you can't you gotta you gotta get past this you know true that um who else did we have here we had violin was kind of oh no i was gonna say something else anyway to be (laughs) honest i am confused why multiple storylines and introducing so many new characters with the prospect of hannah coming back and why introduce a potential new love interest? This girl is a potential undercover. I think any who this season needs to pick it up. So disappointing so far. Well, thank you for your comment, Violin. We, we've been throwing around, like, yeah, it is moving. Like, Steven, you said it's moving a little faster, trying to throw much so much stuff into this final season. And, uh, yeah, we just, it felt like last episode was like a season finale in a way. Mm. And and this one, you know, this one kind of felt like it too, but it's it's a cliffhanger type. So. Yeah, we're just wondering, what are you doing here, Hannah? Yeah. How's it going? Where are they going to wake up? What is Hannah going to do with Dexter and Deb? Should we <laughs> move into... Yeah. yeah, let's go into our predictions. <laughs> All right. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Well, I, I think I got like a really, really simple prediction here. Go uh, for it. Cassie is going to be Zach's next target. <laughs> mm. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Right. I think I stole that from you, Stephen. No, I think you got that. Stephen, what are your predictions? My predictions? Um, I think Hannah's married to the daughter of What's-Her-Face Ramirez. What's her name? Norma? Hannah's married to Norma? No, Norma's dad. I think, <laughs> I think what brought Hannah back is the person she's married to is the father of the girl who Zach killed. Norma Rivera? Yeah. Okay. And I think that... Um, I think Hannah's going to kill Zach. Mm. Probably. I also believe that um, Hannah, they're going to wake up in the same place she saw him. 
she's not going to move them at all. I think she's just wanted to say hello, and that's Hannah. I mean, that's Hannah mm. for you. So I really think she just wanted to say hello. I think Elway is going to be a little bit more... Little, I, I, I honestly, I don't know where Elway is going with that storyline. I don't know where the Elway-Deb storyline is. I think Zach's a lot more insane than we think he is. I don't think they'd use the same plot twist as his mom's not alive anymore, but I think we're going to get something more like his mom is actually the one who's the psychopath, aside from the blood and everything like that. I think that his mom's also going to be a contributing factor to why he is the way he is and not just like, hey, uh, I want to kill this person because my mom's hurt over it, if you know what I mean. I don't know. It's it's going to be it's going to be certainly interesting. I think Masuka's daughter is probably going to end up in a bad place this season. Mm. JJ, I'll stick with. I kind of already said mine. I still think Matthews is bad. I think something's going to come out with him. I think Deb is going to kill Hannah, and that was my third. I'll go just. I'll just go with those two tonight. <laughs> um, let's see. I think that uh, I think that Zach's a huge mistake. And Dexter taking him on is a very bad idea. And I don't think he's... I think that's going to sh- show itself. This is not going to be successful. <laughs> also, something I was thinking, just to go back a little bit, about the episode, the opening of 4-1, where everything was sort of off. 4-1 is also April Fool's Day. And if they only did it on one episode, wouldn't that be cute? Hey, yo. Yeah, yeah. Wow. There you go. Very good insight, Dana. Yeah. Well, what can we see you in coming up, Dana? Uh, you know, um, there are some things in the works. Nothing is completely set down, but you can continue to watch this ep- this uh, season of Dexter to catch more of me, and I'll be sure to keep you posted when anything else comes through. Awesome. Where can our fans here at AfterBuzz TV follow you at? You guys should give her a follow. Give yeah. Dana Wilson a follow. Follow me. Find me on Twitter at I am Dana L. Wilson. Okay, I'll be there. Excellent. <laughs> and you guys could uh, follow me at Sean Austin O on Twitter. You can follow JJ at... <laughs> I'm at JJ Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow me at Stephen Lemieux as well as covering other shows here at Afterbuzz TV. Thanks so much, guys. Woo-hoo. And we'll see you back here next week for our another uh, another Afterbuzz TV episode podcast for Dexter. Hannah's back. Hannah. Thanks so much. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 